Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Best and Worst of the Weekend. Jim Zoki, Carolina Panthers broadcast crew, will drop by to talk all things NFL. Julian Ed Edelman and Sony Michelle of your New England Patriots among those in the headlines right now. They're temporarily at least unavailable. Your Panthers report Wednesday to Spartanburg. Actual football begins Thursday. We'll talk NFL with Jim Zoki in about 30 minutes. We have a classic sports movie challenge queued up as we speak. In between, we will have another round of your calls. Mariano Rivera, Shane Lowry, Brooks Kepka, the Miami Dolphins, the return of the NFL, Tom Dundon, the Carolina Hurricanes, and getting a deal done with Brock McGinn. Ron Francis is a new GM elsewhere in the NHL for the expansion franchise in Seattle. Manny Pacquiao from the boxing world. World, Megan Rapino, Zlatan, and others from the soccer world. Kevin Harvick won on the NASCAR circuit. A little bit on a lot of things, best and worst of the weekend. We welcome more of those calls a little bit later this hour. It's the same number as if you want to win the Classic Sports Movie Challenge. The most popular game show in modern sports radio history is back. And perhaps better than ever, it is here for one month and one month only. Kind of like one of those guys who run a carpet show. And they always, want to, they always want you to believe that the lowest prices, the carpet store's lowest prices are right now. And right now only, and they often scream at you while they're trying to convince you of that. We are not exaggerating at all when we say that the extremely popular classic sports movie challenge is here for one month and only one month here in 2019. How does it work? We play audio from a movie that our statewide listeners long ago voted one of the 50 greatest classic sports movies of all time. You recognize the audio. Our recent examples were what? The Sandlot from the baseball genre, Caddyshack, among others, from the golf genre. Remember the Titans, among others, from the football genre. Darren, you've been around almost long enough, over four years now. You've probably heard... I don't know, 30 or 40 of the top 50 classic sports if movies of all, all time? If not all 50, I, I would have to go through the checklist and mark them off each one by one. Today maybe will, all 50. Today will not be Bull Durham. Have you heard? Have you seen that one profile? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It will not be Rocky. It will not be Hoosiers. It will not be Slapshot. It will not be Miracle. It will not be the Bad News Bears. It will not be Field of Dreams. It will not be Tin Cup or Happy Gilmore. And it will not be League of Their Own. All right, so all of those have been winners in the past. So I, we're yeah, 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 but we're down to like twenty from <laughs> this person to choose from now. There are a lot more. I only gave you about a dozen or so there. Recent winners, by the way, as we queue up both the phone calls, contestants. Some like to jump in even before they hear the audio. Uh, we do know after many years of the classic sports movie challenge that does increase your chance of winning, because once we play the audio, everybody thinks they know it. And then the lines tend to be jammed. We're in a state with more than 10 million people. Only the bold and the brave are willing to call on the front end, onion style, with Bill Raftery in mind. Darren is queuing up the audio. Recent winners have claimed tickets to the Durham Bulls, the Charlotte Knights, the Carolina Mudcats, and other minor league baseball partners all over the great state of North Carolina. The Winston-Salem Dash, the Greensboro Grasshoppers, also winners in recent vintage, Carolina Hurricanes blanket was just claimed from our prize closet. Uh, Masters logo ball markers, like you can only get them at the tent at Augusta National. Not available publicly. I guess maybe you could go pirate style and buy them on eBay. I'm talking about straight from the Masters tent to the DG Show prize closet with none of those intermediaries involved. Also recently shipped out, Darren, 
uh, official ACC logo golf shirt with official ACC logo ball cap. That was something that somebody claimed. Of course, we have all sorts of sports books, other tickets, sport clips, haircuts, Smithfield chicken and barbecue gift cards, Continental Tire gift cards, many, many more from our various partners in and beyond the sports world here on the statewide David Glenn Show. I think Travis and Greensboro may get the first shot at the movie. I don't even know what it is yet. Travis, no, we can't put him on yet. We haven't played the audio. If he got it right without you playing the audio, I want to hear some Twilight Zone music in the background, Darren. I'd get a little worried. And I'd want to take Travis to Las Vegas just to see what else we can milk him for. You know what I'm saying? All right. The audio, let's cue it up. Uh, I only learned not long ago, I should say, what today's classic sports movie challenge uh, is, the subject matter therein. Darren, anything else I need to say before you cue the audio? No, You're please okay? say nothing more uh, before inter- you give it in- away. Intern Nathan, <laughs> intern Nathan, who often produces when Darren Vaught is gallivanting around and otherwise ignoring his responsibilities here at the David Glenn Show, uh, he, he converts back into intern Nathan for purposes of today's program. Uh, a lot of other interns have done amazing work. It's not just about the audio. After somebody wins prize money or prizes for otherwise useful sports information after that after we get one winner nathan dazzles us with you thought you knew a movie maybe even your favorite our interns will dig up little known yet fascinating tidbits and trivia surrounding that movie so that you can enjoy it in yet another way all right darren without further ado that's a d o adieu means goodbye Adieu is the A-D-O. Often wrong, often wrong here in American society. We can't have that. Cue up today's classic sports movie challenge, and then it will be intern Nathan dazzling us with details about perhaps a movie you thought you knew really, really well. I'll tell you this. In any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now, I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. Listen to these words carefully, gentlemen. That's the team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now... What are you going to do? All right, very quickly as we give away a prize and then turn to dazzling details with intern Nathan. One, I definitely recognize the voice of that very famous actor. Two, little known fact, even to longtime listeners of The David Glenn Show, that's exactly how we prepare for every edition of this program. I mean, we get so fired up. By the time I'm done channeling that famous actor's words, and I say at the end, because that's how we do things in sports radio. I mean, I'm exhausted. Beads of sweat are pouring down my forehead. By the time I'm done delivering that mainly football message, 
from that classic sports movie challenge. Y'all wonder sometimes why I'm so worn out during the live portion of the show. Imagine starting every day with that kind of energy. That was a famous actor. That is a classic sports movie. Travis in Greensboro gets the first shot at that movie. Travis, did you uh, get it right out of the gate? Are you feeling good about your chances here? What do you got? Well, you know, I was listening to the video clips, and the reason why I, I guess I got on first, as soon as I heard you said you were going to do the challenge, I figured I'd give it a whirl, see if I can get it right or not. Travis called early. He was the bold and the beautiful. So what do you got for us? I believe the movie is Any Given Sunday. That is oh, correct. I'm so happy. I can't even feel that my That is arms. correct. That means Travis in Greensboro gets his pick from our legendary prize closet. Congratulations to Travis. Is that a favorite of yours, or just happened to be something you at least kind of knew of, or you heard Al Pacino's voice and recognized it? Well, I recognize uh, Al Pacino's voice, and I have seen it several times. It is a good it's good i wouldn't put it like in my all-time top 10 but it's it's worthy i guess of the top 50 my my question and travis uh stay on hold if they haven't already told you how to uh, claim your prize they will do so now intern nathan is on my side of the glass resi- ready to dazzle us with details on any given sunday my my first question and i don't need, i don't know i would be overwhelmed if nathan was ready to answer this question oliver stone has done some great work as a director Like, I'm not an expert on directors of great movies in the United States. I'm a casual observer of such things. But it's not like, you know, Quentin Tarantino, between Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, dropped the the culture of football on us, right? Like, Oliver Stone, we're talking, I'm thinking, you know, JFK and stuff like that. Oliver Stone has tackled some big stuff, no? And he dropped any given Sunday. Has anybody ever heard him talk about the why of that? Maybe intern Nathan knows the answer to that question. Is that one of your dazzling details today, Nathan? It is. It's a little side fact. It was mentioned after he did Nixon in 1995. He wanted to go away from what you're talking about, all his politically charged movies. And this was his idea of an apolitical kind of everyone can enjoy movie. But it still kind of got a little political anyway. I mean, Oliver Stone did Born on the Fourth of July. (laughs) Oliver Stone did Platoon. And he's just, I just, I don't know. That's just not something that I would expect. I'm glad that intern Nathan already knew that. Nixon again, more Oliver Stonish, if you will. All right, so how many dazzling details do you have? Should I take a break to stay on the clock or should we dive in? What do you say, Darren? I should take a break. That gives us time for Jim Zoki of the Carolina Panthers in about 20 minutes on all things NFL. Keep Keep on the back burner all of those who want in for best or worst of the weekend. Did you know that Greg Hardy, former Panthers football player, made best and worst of the weekend for various reasons. We'll we'll get into the rest, 1-800-849-2761. Again, the prize is out the door. The classic sports movie challenge will linger throughout the month of July. Today's prize has been claimed. Intern Nathan on the other side with dazzling details about some combination of Oliver Stone, Al Pacino, or the Any Given Sunday movie, 1-800-849-2761. Jim Zoki on the NFL in 20 minutes. Your phone calls and intern Nathan next on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks who work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. (laughs) Uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. 
Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. It is the last call for phone calls because Jim Zoki from the Carolina Panthers broadcast team joins us in about 15 minutes. Intern Nathan is in the house. We've given away our classic sports movie challenge prize for the day. The movie was Any Given Sunday. There was a fantastic cast of actors and actresses in that movie. Nathan's assignment, as the other interns have delivered repeatedly this month, and remember, this challenge lasts only throughout the month of July. The sports world cranks back up with more actual games and more actual sports starting in August. More on football with Jim Zoki later this hour. In intern Nathan is tasked with giving us dazzling details that perhaps are fascinating but often are little or not at all known. It is not easy with a popular movie like Any Given Sunday. Intern Nathan is on my side of the glass. Al Pacino is at least one really big name. Was it assumed all along that he was going to be Tony D'Amato, the head coach of the Miami Sharks? So originally it was supposed to be Clint Eastwood, actually, but he requested that he directed the movie, too, so they had to tell wow. him, no, they're going to go in a different direction. And then it was a toss-up between... Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, very different feels very, for the head coach. All, all three very different yeah. feels, right? I mean, Eastwood might have a gun laying <laughs> on the table as he's motivating you for this Sunday's game and pull out one of his old Dirty Harry lines. I mean, that would motivate me to play hard, right? I think Pacino turned out to be the right choice. Um, do we know how and why he got it? Or, or um, Well, he's worked with Oliver Stone in Scarface and a bunch of other movies, so they were familiar with each other. And he also was just familiar with football, which was yeah, a big deal in a lot of the casting in, or in this entire movie. I count that as a dazzling detail. Intern Nathan, dazzling detail number two. Um, well, back to that speech that the caller won the uh, trivia yep. on. It's actually based on a real-life speech by Marty Schottenheimer. Wow. In 1989 in the AFC Championship with the Browns, where they did lose to the Broncos. And that was his last game with Cleveland before he got fired. So another losing head coach making an impassioned speech Great and speech, moving no? on. Yeah. Great speech. We wouldn't start our day with that a sports radio version of it if it was not a great speech. Uh, I'm trying to think, what are the other most prominent characters in this particular movie? Uh, anyone that might be among my favorites in the <laughs> yeah, Hollywood world? who's the world? female lead? They're, they're, you know what the trivia might be? Only Cameron Diaz <laughs> could have played that particular role, right? That's it. There was no need to interview anybody else because she... She had that role all along. I believe she's, I know she's the owner who inherits the team from her dad, right? Isn't she like an Ivy League educated MBA or something like that? I mean, all that in brains too, Darren. <laughs> all that in brains too. General manager and owner of the Miami Sharks franchise, Cameron Diaz. That's not even really trivia. I'm just interrupting so that I have a reason to think of Cameron Diaz on today's program. What else do you have for us in turn, Nathan? Uh, well, like any Oliver Stone movie, it's, pretty profane 117 f-bombs <laughs> and i went through i found nice. a list of the most in movies of all time none of the top list were any sports movies so while i can't confirm it for sure it's safe to say this is probably the most profane sports movie ever <laughs> now who you didn't count as part no, of your thankfully, dazzling details all right thankfully someone else did that right. but if you want some advanced analytics <laughs> one every 90 seconds is the frequency wow that a boy wow very well done that is a dazzling detail uh be careful if you think this on our classic sports movie challenge list 
lots of moms and dads might want to throw in like a, a miracle, like the, the inspirational hockey movie. I can't think of a lot of inappropriate for the kids type language or scenes in there. It's a Disney movie, right? Any given Sunday, I think that's helpful input from intern Nathan. Every 90 seconds, you probably are going to need earplugs. Uh, might want to pick a different even football movie for the kids. All right, dazzling detail number three. Uh, Cap Rooney, the, the star aging quarterback, kind of Brett Farvian. Yes. Uh, Dennis Quaid, the mansion that they shoot in is actually Dan Marino's. Very so that's cool. where he lives. And then another uh, site, the Shark Stadium, is filmed at the Orange Bowl pro player, now Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Very cool. I'm trying to remember when this movie came out. 1999. Yeah. Okay. Because I, yeah, I, I lived in Miami for a little while, and, and I didn't think – such things were uh, were going to pop up in there. Now, this is about a decade after I was down there. All right, dazzling detail number four. So where the script of this movie comes from, it's kind of a Frankenstein of a couple different books and uh, screenplays. There's a book called You're Okay, It's Just a Bruise, and it's a tell-all by the former Raiders team doctor, Robert, I might be saying this wrong, Wizenga, um, you know, about the concussions and yeah. opioid problems and all that stuff, and then combined with the novel by Pat Toomey, on any given Sunday, which is where the title comes from. Uh, quick aside, I, I forgot all the, I knew all the, I remember right off the top of my head all the main characters, right? So you have Al Pacino as the head coach. You have the unforgettable Cameron Diaz as the owner and general manager. You mentioned Dennis Quaid as the quarterback. Jamie Foxx was in this movie. Oh, yeah. LL Cool J was in this movie. I don't want to steal any of Nathan's dazzling details. I'm just mentioning some names. Lauren Holly from the Dumb and Dumber movies. I'm sure she's done infinitely more important stuff than that. <laughs> I, she's just the lovable. Is she a redhead in that? Yeah, Mary Swanson. Or just, was it Samsonite and we were just way off? She's kind of a trophy wife in any given Sunday, which does not nearly encapsulate all that she has to offer, nor does Dumb and Dumber for that matter. One of the original silver screen vixens of all time, and Margaret is also in any given Sunday just so we're all age-appropriate. I mean, she was, like before I was born, Anne Margaret was the bomb. And I guess she's still the bomb to many. Uh, Jim Brown was in Any Given Sunday. Matthew Modine and John C. McGinley, a guy I once had a beer with on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill. John C. McGinley randomly came in and had a beer. My buddy <laughs> Dave Tellup, now with the San Antonio Spurs, will tell this story with you. And we're like, I, I think, you know, John C. McGinley's been in a lot of movies. I don't, he's not like an A-list actor, but look up his cinematography or whatever you call it. You, you'd recognize him if oh, you saw Dr. him. Oh, he's Dr. Cox in Scrubs. That's how I exactly. know Exactly. So we're like, I think that's John C. McGinley. No, no, no. <laughs> and, you know, when you're around tell, if you might be several beers into the evening. Yeah, I think that's John C. McGinley. He's by himself. He has not been talking to anybody at all. Nobody's gone up and said hello. So we did, and we ended up spending two hours with John C. McGinley. Uh, from any given Sunday. Sorry to interrupt, intern Nathan. On to your next dazzling detail. Well, so you mentioned uh, Jim Brown. There's a lot of NFL cameos in this. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor playing as a middle linebacker for the Sharks, the star uh, of the defense there. T.O. makes a one-scene cameo. Ricky Waters. And then as coaches, Y.A. Tittle, Warren Moon, Dick Butkus, Johnny Unitas, wow. Bob St. Clair. Yeah. And then Jim Brown is, of course, the Sharks' defensive coordinator and Barry Switzer as the play-by-play -play guy. That is so really, a lot of star power. Really, really well done. I remember most of those guys, but I guess some of those cameos were brief. On to the next dazzling detail from intern Nathan on any given Sunday. Well, so for the casting, they held auditions, which was pretty much a training camp in a, in a combine 
they used arena football players for extras for the the can uh, the choreography of the football scenes because they wanted it to be as true to life as possible and when they were finding who to play willie beeman originally chris ducker was was pegged as the role he turned it down then it was going to be Cuba Gooding Jr., but Oliver Stone decided because he was so recently Rod Tidwell that it would be you know a little confusing, maybe some oversaturation uh-huh. in the football movies for him. So they went past him. Then it was Sean Combs, who you might know as Puff Daddy, yes. P. Diddy. And when they went to the, their training camp auditions, he was so bad under center and throwing a football. They pushed him, forced him out scheduling-wise because they just couldn't stand him playing a quarterback in a movie. Well done. Uh, I'm I'm back to Cameron Diaz temporarily. I apologize for that. Uh, how many sports movies has Cameron Diaz been in? Because there's something about Mary. Not a sports movie. He's not a Favre sports in, movie. Favre is involved. Yeah, and, and other athletes, I think. Um, I'm just thinking of her cinematography for various reasons. But uh, it's not like she's the Kevin Costner no. of the actress world, right? Kevin Costner's in so many of our favorite sports movies. Um, really, really good. I think it was uh, Charlie's Angels. Also, not a sports movie. No, no. Um, maybe I just think you're just Cameron trying to Diaz wedge her well. into this list more. Is yeah. what it sounds like. No, I guess she's not in any other sports movies. All right, I apologize, Nathan. On to your next dazzling detail. Uh, and one last little tidbit from the casting. So, former NFL running back uh, Darnell Autry, former Northwestern Wildcat star, he auditioned for a role but was turned down because he did not look like a pro football player, according to the casting team. (laughs) But I am. Unfortunate for him. Um, Number seven, being a 49ers fan growing up in San Francisco, Oliver Stone decided to make sure that people knew the the San Francisco team did win the Pantheon Cup. That was very deliberate by him. (laughs) Wanted to give them a shout-out. Excellent. And the reason the teams are fake and the league is fake is originally the NFL and NFL films were cooperating with the movie, but then when they actually found out what it was about and how it was about, you know, abusing drugs and injuries and right. concussions, they actually filed a lawsuit against the movie, which delayed it almost a year. And that's why they lost the rights to all the NFL teams. So instead, they are the AFFA, the Associated Football Franchises of America. And in the universe of this movie, they actually mention... Did Tom Dundon own that league? Yeah, I had to be careful not to say... <laughs> Did, he, did his original investment go? No, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wasn't James Woods like an unscrupulous team yes, physician? Yes, he was the he was the bad guy of okay. the movie, if there is one. Um, was the, James Woods Kevin Durant's Warriors doctor <laughs> during this past season's NBA playoffs? Is that was it? It was Doctor Harvey Mandrake that was advising Kevin Durant about his ca- yeah. calf injury. During this past postseason, I, I can smell a lawsuit from a mile away. Uh, sorry to interrupt again, Nathan. I'm just going all over the place. I'm very excited about any given Sunday. You chose a good movie. So, Lots of interesting details. So in the universe of this movie, they actually mention about moving the Miami Sharks because the NFL does exist and the Miami Dolphins, you know, draw a lot more fans. So in this movie, there are two successful major pro football leagues. It's kind of strange. There's some good, good fake name teams in there. There's the Albuquerque Aztecs. Uh, Oregon Pioneers, one of my favorites, the Wisconsin Icemen. I'm cool with the Miami Sharks, too, kind of the yeah. featured team. That's that's solid. I can see some good merchandising there in South Florida. Quick aside, did you get into any uh, finances? Uh, I did not. Okay. Uh, budget for any given Sunday, $50 million-ish. Box office proceeds, $100-plus So 
by that measuring stick, certainly one more classic sports movie success story. What else you got, Nathan? Uh, that's about that's it. it. I think the last, yeah, last little tidbit is Jamie Foxx did play quarterback in high school, so he was a big upgrade over Sean Combs as Willie Beeman. Cameron Diaz was in Bad Teacher. Also not a sports movie, right? <laughs> no. Okay, just triple checking. Unless there's an extended, like, P.E. angle. Triple checking. Uh, we got we we managed to get Lauren Holly and Margaret and Cameron Diaz into that. So I don't think Nathan brought any of those to the table, actually. That's just me pontificating because my mind goes in other directions. Al Pacino was good, and I'm glad it was he and not Clint Eastwood or – uh, Bob De Niro. Yeah, I don't know how either. Yeah, I'd have a hard time processing Vito instead that, of Michael right? is a little rough. And you told us any given Sunday was selected over um, various so, alternatives. Oh yeah, so the um, the working titles at first it was Gridiron, and then it was about to be the League, which is very, I guess, general. I think any any given Sunday was the right choice uh, for sure, right? I mean, what cha- the speech that you played, Darren, as we gave away a prize today? What encapsulates that speech more than? Any given Sunday, right? Any right? team can win on any given Sunday. Is that six phrase. inches? Yeah, I don't know. What does that six inches translate to? As as we have, as we give the staff our Al Pacino any given Sunday speech around eleven a.m. every day here at the David Glenn Show. What what is that six inches? In football, you're talking about video study, right? You knew that play was coming only because. You ignored your wife and children for weeks on end and spent it with your teammates in that video (laughs) room so that you saw that formation and you anticipated that play and you broke up that slant pattern on third and nine, forcing a punt which led to the game-winning touchdown drive. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. What, What are our six inches in sports radio, Darren? I don't know. Not sure what that is. No, that's a great question. Because I just keep giving the Pacino speech (laughs) earlier and over. These guys are looking at me like we're trying to win a football game. All right, intern Nathan, I think you uh, served yourself well. He is an outstanding producer. When Darren Vaughn is playing golf or contributing to charitable events or serving as the voice of USA Baseball, what else do you do? Date cheerleaders. What what else you have going on when you're not here at the show? (laughs) Just general gallivanting. We'll say that. All right. You don't want to tip your cards anymore than that? No, we're not going to tip cards anymore. All right. On the other side, we will ask Jim Zoki to tip his cards, but that's mostly about matters of the National Football League. Carolina Panthers players report this Wednesday to Spartanburg, South Carolina, home of Wofford College, Jerry Richardson's alma mater. Even under David Tepper, at least for now, that's where preseason camp will remain. Players show Wednesday, footballs fly Thursday, all sorts of other NFL players and teams in the headlines this afternoon. Sony Michelle and Julian Edelman will not be available to the Patriots right out of the gate as they get underway on a similar timetable as Carolina. We'll talk all things National Football League with Jim Zoki of the Carolina Panthers broadcast crew. That's next on the David Glenn Show. My name is Willie. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop. After this, yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll, but, be, we'll uh, be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Best and Worst of the Weekend. Your votes have been calibrated. 
We'll get back to the final list coming out of the weekend that was after our next guest. He is part of the outstanding Carolina Panthers broadcast team. Those Panthers report for 2019's preseason camp on Wednesday. The footballs will start flying on Thursday. Once again, the Panthers, remember, are in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Jim Zoki, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Great, DG. How are you? I am doing really well. Does it all start with, is Cam Newton's shoulder okay, given the way last season ended with his uh, unavailability? Or are there a couple of other questions on your short list as the Panthers are about to launch things here in a couple days? You know, we got to see him throw at the uh, four-day mini camp at the end of the spring stuff that went on after the OTAs. And by all accounts, and we take them at their word, he's right where he's supposed to be and that they expect that he'll be healthy for the start of training camp. It won't be a continuing process like he should be ready to go day one down there. So I, I don't know that that'd be the biggest. It'd be certainly a topic and something to keep an eye on, seeing his believing, right, <laughs> to yeah. get out there and do it. Uh, who knew he would wear down in the second half of last year, the way the shoulder kind of deteriorated as the year went on. But to me, now, it's more, I'm like more interested in seeing really impactfully these draft choices. I mean, is Greg Little really a starting left tackle from uh, day one being a second-round pick? And what that new defensive line is going to look like with Gerald McCoy, Bruce Urban, Brian Burns all coming on board. And, you know, third has not been talked about a lot, but to me that's really big is, you know, Christian McCaffrey is such a big part of this offense. I mean, who's the running back behind Christian McCaffrey if he – goes down if he gets nicked up for a couple of weeks. He has, you know, so much is predicated on what he brings in both the receiving and the rush game. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out behind him. Once the footballs start flying, of course, we'll have more football-related questions to ask for your feedback. Before we even get to that, since it's still a couple of days away, I've been told by Panthers fans that their trip to the preseason camp is among their most favorite personal memories because I know there are certain fan days where you can get autographs or photos. There's a limited number of other opportunities. But how would you explain the setting there in Spartanburg to somebody who has not been there before? Because I know fans, of course, have to stay out of the way at the right times. But some of the most, I mean, tear-jerking stories I've ever heard from Panthers fans are because they got that photo, they got that autograph, they got that handshake, many of those coming from Spartanburg in years past. Yeah, I think it is that access that you really don't have at any other time because, for one thing, they're down there for about three weeks, so it's not a one-off like Fan Fest at Bank of America right. Stadium on Friday the 2nd of August uh, where everyone's there, but it's, you know, 40,000 people crammed into one evening. Uh, this is, you know, you can pick your day, when to go. I mean, I still, my 83-year-old dad, go every year we go down, we go to Ike's Burgers, and we go. <laughs> nice. Which I'm going to do quick, quick going down there. And uh, and we're going to go again this year. And it's not, for him, it's not so much meeting the fans, but it's the one time he goes to a, have a Panther thing, seeing the practice. I mean, where else do you see an NFL practice up close? And then, yeah, the players, not every player signs every day, but a lot of players sign every day coming off the field and they just practice out in the heat and still manage to hang out there for 15 minutes or so walking up the snow fence line there signing every last autograph as they go by and again it won't be cam every day or this player every day but you'll, you'll get everybody at some point down there so i think that is cool and then the guys you know it's a good group of guys and so just their affability to kind of stand around and chit chat and say hi and not just try to move up the hill as quickly as possible is nice so it is kind of a uh, a throwback, if you will. You don't really see that very often in pro sports anymore. Jim Zoki, Carolina Panthers broadcaster, joining us on the David Glenn Show. He is a fun follow on Twitter, at Jim Zoki, S-Z-O-K-E, at Jim Zoki 
on Twitter. You are not responsible for being our all-or-nothing Amazon Prime documentary on the Panthers correspondent. And I've learned that you've only <laughs> seen one episode. Uh, I was gone all weekend after it came out. So like totally understandable. Cool. <laughs> uh, so, some have seen it all, and I've only seen a little as well. I did learn a few things because of the special access that that uh, approach provided. Now, you have infinitely more access than we do. In your limited viewing, did even you learn something, even as somebody who's around the team all, all the time? You know, it's not so much that you learn something, but just to, to see the kind of camaraderie that you hear about, like in meeting rooms. Yeah. Like we don't see the running backs room, things like that. And just... I, I just uh, I always tell like we had the touchdown club last week Friday. Eric Dickerson was here. I always tell whenever they ask or it seemed like they could use some help. Say just tell funny stories. Hmm. And that's why I just loved about what I've seen. Of not only that first episode, but I've seen other clips of Ryan Khalil and Greg Olson and some other players from other clips beyond show one. It's just the funny stories. You talk about what's memorable about sport and hanging around a team like you have. It's like it's the funny stories and just the the goofy jokes or. Greg Olson explaining the play Hamilton to Cam Newton. I mean, just things like that that are so beyond the regular that, uh, you know, we'll be out of practice, but we can't hear from 50 yards away what they're chit-chatting about in those three, four minutes while maybe they're standing on the sideline waiting to go back out on the field there as they pass the time. So, you know, we all know Cam likes his music. It's kind of his ongoing battle with Ron Rivera getting to turn it down versus letting them have what they want. But just that, just kind of that camaraderie, the funny stuff that's beyond the X's and O's and then um, – it kind of then seeing some of the serious stuff, like the actual how plays came together, stuff in the film room, making it happen on the field kind of stuff. Jim Zoki joining us on the David Glenn Show. Preseason camp begins really Thursday. The guys report on Wednesday in Spartanburg. What do we know about the long-term picture for this preseason camp, as you mentioned, over several weeks? Jerry Richardson, of course, Wofford alum, was the inspiration for starting this relationship so many years ago. Now David Tepper is the new owner. We have read about the state-of-the-art facility that will be coming uh, in the Palmetto State just on the other side of the border at some point. What, what do we know about the timetable for how much longer the Panthers will be doing this in Spartanburg versus you know, how long it'll take for that new state-of-the-art facility to be built? Yeah, don't know exactly, but kind of rough estimate is like the 2022 camp would okay. be the first one of the new facilities in Rock Hill, which means uh, at least, you know, 2020 and 21, right. so, you know, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so Spartanburg this year for sure. Beyond that, don't know if they'll be back there for another year or not. They have uh, almost completed that practice bubble up at the Panthers Stadium site, Uptown Charlotte. So you could do something. It depends if you want it to be less fan involved and you're just trying to get through your next interim training camps. You could do something just at your own facilities in the future, or you could choose to go back uh, to Spartanburg next year. So it, it looks like 2022 is about right because there's infrastructure and other things beyond the football field, obviously, that have to happen down there. But I will say, yeah, I, I look forward to Spartanburg. They've done a great job at Wofford, regardless of, who's an alum or, you know, whatever. I just think, you know, Spartanburg and Wofford have been terrific hosts down there year after year, and it really is uh, uh, kind of a big part of the culture of what has become the Panthers preseason. We got our third or fourth social media wave this weekend uh, from I'll never root for the Panthers again. 
people. Um, now I imagine as a guy who works with the Panthers, you, you don't want to get into the crazy part of this story, but I, I wonder if you can just give us some perspective on it. You know the other waves. Like David Tepper has made very critical public statements about the president of the United States. So that was one wave. Eric Reed was signed by the Panthers, the guy who knelt during the anthem. That was a whole nother wave. And then, you know, Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey and Ron Rivera and David Tepper were among those who rolled out the carpet for U.S. women's national team star Megan Rapinoe, who, of course, has some critics here in the United States. Have you ever seen real-world repercussions, or is this just like another tweet storm and social media avalanche more than it is anything that has real-world repercussions? Because I don't see the Panthers nervous, you know, about people who say they're not going to be showing up on Sundays this fall at Bank of America Stadium. DG, how many decades you've been doing sports talk radio, and I'll never listen to your show again. And then they quote exactly what you True. said on the show True. that I'm listening to. So you're going to lose some people along the way. There are some people who are, have lost a taste in the NFL, not just the Panthers, because of players kneeling at the at the anthem and, and things like that. I think that's real. There's always going to be uh, some percentage. So I'm not taking anybody lightly at their word. I think you do lose some people who are no longer fans or they don't like the concussion aspect of the game. Yeah. So there's all kinds of things that can drive people away. And then in a smaller segment, one out of 32 teams, some of those things infiltrate your, your team, the Panthers, and uh, they can be political or whatever the case is. So, yeah, you're going to lose a handful of people along the way. And, uh, you know, I'm not arrogant enough to say, you know, we don't need you or we'll survive without you. It's like, you know, you like to please everyone, but you can't please everybody. And, yeah, I think the nice thing about Dave Tapper, Ron Rivera, whatever it is, you know, some folks, all you hear about is the football part of them. You yeah. don't really get a lot of the insight into who they are personally. They share who they are. You know, they share who they are socially, politically, culturally, and I like that. And whether you agree with them or not, I like the fact that they're human beings and at least show you who they are because they don't have to and they take a chance every time they do that. So I appreciate they do that, and I appreciate that we can have disagreements with people that aren't on board with that, and if that's how they feel, then uh, they need to do what they need to do too. What's fascinating is that Jerry Richardson, a completely different guy in so many ways from David Tepper, clearly touched key players in very special ways with in terms of their relationship where you know Thomas Davis raved about this or that or Cam Newton raved about this or that when it came to Mr. Richardson as they often called him the former uh, uh, owner what have you seen in terms of this transition because my sense is a lot of guys in this locker room love the fact that David Tepper says I'm not only signing Eric Reed. I'm going to give him platforms for him to explain what he sees in terms of social injustice, and I'm not going to apologize for that. We all know that would never have happened in a million years under Jerry Richardson, and yet Richardson had his own healthy relationships, just as Tepper may have you know, even more of those with even more guys in the locker room. Yeah, it's just different. I mean, there's a, I don't think... I think overall, most players had a great relationship with Jerry Richardson. I think overall, most players have a great relationship with Dave Tepper. And it's uh, it's a little bit different. I mean, the Eric Reed thing, again, was kind of a little bit of a polarizing event where right. he brought in some team captains and other veteran players to gauge their interest prior to making a personnel decision. Well, you don't have to do that. First of all, he's the owner. He's not the GM. So by, you know, by the way it's structured, the GM makes those moves. But, you know, everyone's kind of collaborative in this. I like the inclusion even though, you know, eventually Marty Herney has to be the one to decide we're signing this player or not. I like that the owner and the other players 
uh, when needed, not on every single minor personnel move, but have something to say about that. And, you know, Steve Smith had a great li- relationship with Jerry Richardson. Yeah. It wasn't with Dave Gettleman, but it was Jerry Richardson that kind of helped begin to bridge that, which has continued under Dave Tepper about bringing Smitty back into the fold as an alum here uh, because, you know, that was you know, a relationship that was really just didn't work out between those two guys, the former GM and uh, the former, you know, all-pro football player. One more thing about just the health status of everybody. We're all scrutinizing Cam, and as you mentioned, we have some early returns about him post-surgery. One of the greatest off-season acquisitions was the big center following in those shoes of, of Ryan Khalil in front of Cam Newton. Matt Paradis was awesome with the Denver Broncos when he was healthy, but he did suffer a serious injury at the end of his tenure with the Broncos. What do we know about that? Do we know kind of even less than what we know about Cam? Yeah, the thing about this time of year is they don't have to share a lot. It's right. not like you know, when they have to do the Wednesday, Thursday injury update and kind of list their status. They don't have to give you a lot of, other than they're confident in the way he's tracking. They were confident to sign him to a multi-year deal based on what they thought his health would track to be. So, of course, they took it to that time of year very uh, gently in the spring on players like Matt Paradis and others that didn't need to be doing a lot then. So, yeah, the, we'll start really seeing that in action starting in Spartanburg, but even there, it's like, as you know, it's like they, they don't hit like they used to back in the day. Back in the day, they have two-a-days and tackle practices and hitting. I mean, there's it takes some jarring to the shoulder and things and knees and stuff like that. But by and large, they really try to limit contact overall. So while there will be some days of that, there's very little scrimmaging and overall contact compared to what training camp used to be back in the day. Jim Zoki, Carolina Panthers on Twitter, at Jim Zoki. Thank you for the pre-preseason visit. <laughs> you know we'll be knocking on your door again throughout uh, preseason camp here. Look forward to it, David. Thank you. Always fun. Jim Zoki, Carolina Panthers broadcast team. Remember, that's a revised crew this year. No more Eugene Robinson. He has stepped away. Still our good friend Mick Mixon is the play-by-play man of the Carolina Panthers. And what do we get, Darren? A mixture of Jake DeLome and Jordan Gross? As is reported, but has not been made official. That's still not official. No, I don't think so. I've been on like two vacations. (laughs) I thought it would have become official. I'm glad I didn't ask. I would have put another broadcaster in another awkward position accidentally. Uh, They're not allowed to comment until things are official. Dude, it's July 22nd. That's still not official? You're not kidding me? I don't think so. I went back to check earlier. I'll double check. Final thoughts and TV picks as we come down the stretch next. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. But I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch they come. Special thanks to Tony Barnhart, Jim Zoki, intern Nathan, and also to Michael Jordan, Mariano Rivera, Al Pacino, and the lovely and talented Cameron Diaz for their special contributions to today's program. Not a lot of TV picks tonight, but Red Sox Rays, 7 o'clock ESPN, other Major League Baseball options as well. And the premiere of a Golf Channel project called Tiger Woods Chasing History. You can get out the popcorn for that starting at 8 o'clock. Also among my Monday TV picks if you check that out at David Glenn Show on Twitter. Enjoy. See you tomorrow.
Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.